Hello, this is Abby. Dear Abby, this is gonna be a long one. Oh boy. Dear Abby, how do you tell the difference between a new exciting crush and a rebound? Does it matter? Dear Abby. Dear Abby. Dear Abby. Welcome to our little corner of the internet. This is the Dear Abby podcast. I hope you stay and hang out with us. See you in a sec. Let's hear those sleigh bells ringling, jing, jing, jingling, too. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Dear Abby. I decided to wear my headphones today, if you're watching on YouTube, because I didn't know that I could actually connect my headphones to my microphone to hear what I sound like, so uh, I'm trying it out, and I need to get cuter headphones. I mean, I love these headphones for gaming, mostly, but it's a little bit... uh, they're a little bit wild because they're pink. And also, ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas to all and to all a Merry Christmas. This week is technically like our Christmas episode. So I did a little bit of festivities going on in the video today, in the in the episode. But not much. So I have a little Christmas tree, red light strip, and... Uh, I try to connect this to make it red or green, but I couldn't do it. So there's there's really not much festivity going on because right now decorating is not my it is not my priority, nor is it my forte. So it's something I'm trying to learn how to do better, to be honest. But here we are today and I couldn't be more excited to wish you all a very Merry Christmas, a Happy Hanukkah, Happy Holidays, every other holiday that there is. It's weird because as I'm recording this, we're still pretty far out to Christmas. So it feels weird wishing everyone like Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays. But I have to batch a bunch of episodes or else I'm going to be like recording and editing during Christmas break, which would be horrible for me. But we have a great episode today. So I'm kind of glad that it's when it is released, it'll be like the last Thursday before Christmas because Christmas is on a Monday, I believe. I'm excited because we're talking about how to deal and how to enjoy Christmas and holidays and families and events when you are struggling with your mental health. And I, you know, I saw this video that was talking about how niche it feels and well, not niche, I guess. Well, I don't know. Niche isn't really the word, but maybe that sometimes mental health feels overdone, I guess, in the podcasting world or in just social media in general and I feel like because it's so it's talked about so much that maybe people feel like it's losing value to talk about it because it feels very oversaturated I kind of disagree I think everyone's in their own place with how helpful watching someone that you don't know talk about something that you do know some people couldn't care less and don't find it helpful because they're like, oh, we've heard this all a million times. And some people just need constant reminders like me. Anyways, I just think there's always a need for people talking about their mental health uh, and kind of in detail because sometimes we hear just in general like I'm depressed or I've been anxious and some people don't exactly know what that feels like or what that looks like or if that's what they have because they feel a little bit like something isn't normal I guess and my behavior the way that my brain is working and so sometimes what helped me is when people kind of kind of go in depth into like the specific thoughts and just the specific feelings and behaviors and the way that they think about certain things is super helpful to me so 
That's what I'm going to try to do always. I hope to hopefully help specifically for the holidays and because it's a time where you are with your family who we all dearly love our families. But sometimes I think just as you get older, you recognize maybe some people can trigger you, some people in your family, whether it's your siblings, your parents, cousins, I don't know. (coughs) Depends on the family dynamic, obviously. And when I say trigger, I'm not just talking like when people trigger you, it doesn't mean that like they're bad. Okay, just to clarify, I think that's something that's really missed, like, is like a huge misconception. If somebody triggers you, it's nothing really to do with them specifically being like a bad person, a bad thing for you. I think sometimes people who trigger me kind of point out where I still need to understand more about myself and why I feel like so angry about that or frustrated or annoyed or mad or hurt or something and what do what kind of a mindset perspective shift do I need to have in order to like if people don't think the same way or don't believe the same things or something or I don't know don't behave in a way that I feel like is helpful to society like if they act a certain way then it doesn't actually affect me anymore um anyways so when I say triggering it's just they provoke a feeling they provoke something like almost like you feel stuck you feel stagnant that's why a lot of people don't like to go back to their hometowns I feel like um maybe if they feel like they haven't worked on some stuff I've noticed that's just me personally if I don't like to go somewhere it's because I haven't worked on something or and worked on something just means like bring total awareness to it without judgment for me just completely surrendering to I don't know any circumstance or anything like that just understanding I have no control so when I say work on something that's usually what it entails (laughs) because <laughs> people always say like yeah I have to work on this and it's like are you working on it and also what does working mean to you because working on it could just be like I'm aware of it and then that's it but I feel like for me working on it is just bringing those feelings up in like a really safe comfortable environment so that way they feel seen I guess I guess in a way I don't know Anyways, I won't go too in depth yet because it is the beginning of the episode but we're talking about how to enjoy Christmas or the holidays with your family, friends, maybe your hometown, or you're going back to somewhere that's just brings up a lot of anxiety or stress or, you know, worry for you or just stagnant feelings, feeling like you're 10 again. Um, And if that wasn't a good experience, then obviously you're not going to enjoy feeling like you're 10 again, because then you feel stuck in that same place. So I hear you. I see you. And that doesn't have to control how much you enjoy your holiday season. That being said, it is very hard still sometimes. And sometimes it's just inevitable that you're just not going to be obsessed with <laughs> the, cur- the current holiday circumstance or something. I, first off, just a couple life updates. I have been listening to a lot of K-pop uh, Christmas music. I haven't really gotten into Christmas music that much, though. Like, it's very, maybe like two or three songs a day I'll listen to, like Christmas music, and it's usually like K pop or like not even really Christmas songs, honestly. It's just has like something to do with snow. <laughs> and so I'll play that. Uh, I don't know why. I'm just not feeling like Christmas music y. My sister's calling me. However, my favorite Christmas music that I listen to year round is by V from BTS. He has like the most beautiful voice, I think, and he loves jazz music. And so he has a playlist of jazz, but he also just has sung 
a lot of jazz songs like Christmas I think maybe like three and then he also has a couple just like sweet they're not jazz songs they're just kind of like I don't know what genre it is it's the kind of music that makes you feel like I'm floating through the clouds but it's like on a snowy day it makes me feel like I'm riding on the back of Santa's sleigh while Santa's just you know flying around with his reindeer and I'm on the back of the sleigh just looking up at the sky you know when it's snowing that's what some of that music makes me feel like and I like that feeling I also just have been looking back at old pictures for some reason I looked at how long my hair was like two years ago and it was so freaking long when I was when I had my worst anxiety where I was constantly like actually panicking uh my hair was so long I was so confused because I always felt like I had no hair back then because it was it was falling out a lot I looked back at a huge head of hair and it was so long it was like if I was standing straight up it was like all the way down my back or what it was down my back to like my low back and I dyed it dark I always actually liked dyeing my hair like dark 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 brown or black kind well it's never really black but it's really dark especially during the winter because I get really tan during the summer and I still like my dark hair when I look tan but I think during the winter especially I feel like it just makes my skin complexion just look better if I have light or dark hair I feel like it just kind of clears my skin up and complements more of like fair skin Anyways, and I've also just like been thinking about how much I've been obsessing about my body lately. We went to when we went to the Christmas party, I like got an outfit on and I talked about this last week how I just like didn't feel comfortable taking photos. It's really weird because I feel like I still think that I should look like like my 20 year old self, you know, body wise, like my arms were smaller my traps weren't as big like I feel like I have so much Keen was saying yesterday how tight my traps are and it's just from I think anxiety and just I don't know something energetically is like it always gets stored up in my trap is this my traps trapezoid I don't know it kind of looks like a trapezoid I guess uh anyways just right here by your neck and I can always feel it tugging on my neck and so it hurts makes me get headaches all the time and I just know it's from here because I could just sense it so every time I get a massage I'm always like just work on this and then my mid back and my low back's fine I stretch my low back I roll up my low back but like the top half and the mid back are like so hard for me to work on I'm trying to show my cups I just got cupped also anyways and I think that's I think that's a very common experience for women especially like you see because I do see girls that are my age like 30 even and they're so tall and skinny and they have this like they just look good in every picture because they're so tall and thin you know and that's what I've grown up looking at I don't know that's just what you're kind of culturally what you see and like what's hot what's cool what's sexy it's like that's what you see so then you just grow up thinking that obviously um and I thought I was done with that type of thinking and that type of like judging myself but then when you see other people your age that look like that still, you're like, what am I doing wrong? Like, what am I doing wrong? And it's really, really hard to, like, if I see someone else, though, and they have my exact body type, but it's like, well, that's fine for them. But myself, I, you, like, hold yourself to a different standard, which is kind of weird to me now because it just doesn't make sense as to why you would hold yourself to a different standard 
even though most of the population looks a certain way, but you have to be the different one. I think that just puts a lot of pressure. I think, sure, there could be a standard of like, I want to take care of my body, but I think a lot of women, including me, sometimes get stuck again in this dumb, like, in this really unhelpful cycle of, but it should look this way. I should, if I'm good and I'm healthy and I'm taking care of myself and I'm worthy, then I should look like this. And that's the ideal thing to look like. Um, or else I'm not, I, I'm not allowed to be as happy. I'm not allowed to celebrate. I'm not allowed to do all of these things because I don't look this way or I don't, whatever. But then you, anyways, I've just been thinking about that and I don't really stir on it that often, but every once in a while I just like look myself in the mirror and I'm like, when did I look like, like, how did I look like this? But, and I got to a point where I did love my body and I could celebrate it and I didn't feel like I had to look a certain way in pictures or in videos or anything. I was like, I just want to celebrate exactly how I am now and she's okay and she's totally deserving of love and she works hard. She's just as intelligent. She's just as funny. She's just as smart. She's also 26 years old instead of 20. So that's six years of also anxiety, which anxiety made me so skinny at one point that it was scary and I had no energy and then has also made me gain weight. And so it just goes back and forth. So it's like, I just kind of fluctuate, like my weight doesn't fluctuate a ton, but I feel like my puffiness and my inflammation fluctuates. It's just like, that's what a woman's body does. I think it's just during the holidays, you take more pictures, you're, you're doing more things, you're with other people more, at least for me. And so I feel like I'm constantly analyzing myself to make sure I'm like up to the standard of some weird not real standard that like then I'll be happy anyways that being said I think it's just a continuous like I'm just I'm practicing still that like unconditional self-love and unconditionally loving my body I don't really have any other life updates other than that I think okay so how to enjoy the holidays with mental illness or just when you're struggling with your mental health so I think first why they're it feels like big is because there's so much pressure because you probably have enjoyed a lot of holidays in the past and it's brought you a lot of joy but when you're going through something rough it usually just brings a lot of emptiness and sadness because it's so the opposite of what maybe you've felt in the past or what you're used to feeling during certain times and so it almost amplifies the sadness or the I don't know the yuckiness or the darkness or the I don't know whatever you're feeling uh, because there's pressure to enjoy things and I was thinking what's the best way to like really enjoy and to prepare for the holidays and I think the first thing is to ground yourself and to really be with yourself fully present with yourself for a while before you go visit anywhere before you do anything with your family before you have those events don't just distract yourself don't scroll on Pinterest for too long and there's no shame for doing that I do that all the time I I literally do that all of the time where I'm like, why am I doing this? And then I have to be like, okay, no, no, no. You got to do this. <laughs> it's like, it's a plague of our generation. It's really hard because it feels like you're doing something, but really, I mean, you are technically, but it's not what you deep down really is going to make you feel really fulfilled. So no shame in that. But I think what's really helpful to prepare to going to seeing maybe you're like your in-laws, if you have a rough relationship or something, is to maybe write down what things might be triggering for you and then what's your what what your game plan is because if you don't have a game plan like that's like me going into an exposure which is the point of it is so your reaction is different 
But if I did exposures and I just reacted the same, which I have done a million times uh, until things start clicking and then you, I don't know, act courageously and you keep going or something. But anyways, once you start to change your reaction and you have a game plan like, okay, I'm going to do this exposure and this is my response instead of ruminating, blah, 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 blah. I'm going to respond this way and just see how that works out. It's like, like I try not to think of it as a big deal or else I get really, I start ruminating about that. But I just think of it as, okay, this is going to happen. I'm going to get triggered in this way. What's my game plan? What's my response that I think is going to be the best for me in the long run and will be helpful. And then that way when it happens, because it's probably inevitable, I don't feel like everything's out of control. I feel a lot more zen. I feel a lot more uh, I feel like I just am protecting myself more and I feel like I'm guarding my heart more when I do that because I'm not just like letting things go out of control and then I'm not controlling what I'm saying. I'm not really putting my best foot forward in a situation. And then later, if I if I respond bad, then I regret it. And then I feel kind of like that shame again. Um, and then it's harder for me to try again next time. So it just starts to pile up. I think just trying to bring awareness to if you are distracting yourself a lot with scrolling, with TV, with movies, with food, with, I don't know, just like if you don't have a lot of time alone with yourself and not doing anything other than maybe sometimes I'll just listen to sad music when I feel like crying and then I cry and then I feel really good after. Like sometimes I just, that's the energy that needs to be moved. That's the way that I like to express it a lot. I just, I'm a crier and it could be angry cry. It could be sad cry. It could be happy cry. It's just, that's, that's how I feel it to the fullness, I guess is the best way to explain it. So I think just taking a lot of time to yourself before it gets really, really busy to center yourself, to make game plans if you need to, if there's a certain, I don't know, like if you have a mother-in-law that does certain things or like, that is someone that's just a classic but like if you have someone that you know you're gonna see and you're like okay they always trigger me maybe figure out a way you can like change your mindset about them or change your mindset about the relationship and like take more responsibility in the dynamic of their relationship where they're not in control anymore but you are able to like be in control of yourself and to maybe be kinder than what you would want to be <laughs> when you're triggered and I don't know, just kind of think about things beforehand and not in a worrying way. I think it's more like in preparing yourself way. I don't think there's anything wrong with like, there's so much talk of like, don't ever think of the future, only be present, only be present. And yes, I agree. But I also think sometimes if you, there's a reason you have a brain that can think. And I think one of the most helpful things about it is sometimes it knows because it is very smart, your brain, even though it's missing a lot of information a lot. But sometimes it's like, okay, well, this is the exact same experience I had last time. And I know this person and this is a track record or I know this situation. This is a track record. Just say, okay, this is my game plan. So you're, you can use your brain to try to come up with, again, like a way to respond or a way to react to certain things that you know probably will happen um, or feelings that might come up. And also, I don't know if any of that made sense. Hopefully that makes somewhat sense and is somewhat helpful. That's just something something that I do to like prepare myself I guess like if I'm going to something I know is going to be triggering I'm like okay this is I will this familiar feeling will probably come it might not but it might and if it does I'm going to do this and if it doesn't cool my it's kind of crazy what OCD will tell me sometimes when 
will try to get me to click into and I fail sometimes too. Sometimes when I'm with my family, my OCD will literally be like, you're in the wrong family. Huh? What does that even mean? Obviously, that's like an uncomfortable thought. And and it comes with like this feeling. So it freaks me out. But I'm kind of used to those types of thoughts. And I'm like, maybe I'm in the wrong family. Maybe everything's messed up. I'm the I'm the black sheep of the family. No one actually cares about me. I actually don't care about my family at all. Maybe. Maybe OCD. That's a great point. Thank you so much. Also, I mean, this is obvious, but don't feel bad for maybe taking some time to yourself if you're with your family. Like, for example, if you get really overwhelmed, if you're with your family, it doesn't mean you don't love your family. Like, I love my, well, first, I love my boyfriend, but I love my alone time very much. And so does he. If we were together 24-7, and this might be like, oh, they're not supposed to be together. If I was with them 24-7, I would go insane, I think, because, and I mean locked in a room together. I think it would be fine, depending, depending on our moods, honestly, and what's happening and what time of the month it is. But I just need my alone time and that's okay. Doesn't mean I don't love him any less. He wants his alone time too. So it's like, that's it. That's it, period. Um, But anyways, with your family, you can love your family, but also really want to cherish like your alone time as well. Go on a walk by yourself. If someone's like, can I come with you? And you feel really overwhelmed, just tell them you feel really overwhelmed and be like, I'm just going to go do this for 30 minutes. And I just kind of need to like recharge my batteries and then I can come back. And then that way, when you come back, you're probably in a better mood too. And so you're probably more pleasant to be around and you want to be around everyone else. And so it's just a better experience. Even if it's just a walk by yourself or bring headphones and just sit and lock yourself in a room or the bathroom, take a really long shower. But yeah, I just think like, I just have heard a lot of, thankfully with my family, it's pretty chill, you know, and we're very honest with each other. Like if I need alone time, I'm like, I'm no, like no one, I'm just going to go upstairs. I'm just, I'm not going to come out until I want to come out. I don't feel pressure. Like my parents are awesome. My siblings are awesome. But I have heard of people who get really overwhelmed because maybe they're not allowed to have alone time or it just feels like one thing after another or they just have relatives that are really hard to deal with or they're like literally out to get them type of a thing they feel Uh, like they have someone who's out to get them so if that's the case then it's it's just always helpful to have a way to ground yourself take a deep breath find like your center find that place that's like comforting and has your own back so that way you don't respond in a way that you would maybe regret later or that's not actually helpful to like grow a situation or a relationship it's really easy to get swept away in unhelpful thinking I think over the holidays and when there's a lot of chaos around you so I'm a big fan of slowing things down internally even if everything externally is like going nutso uh last thing is less like mental health wise it's kind of more just well okay two more things actually first a lot of family members might not understand if you have a mental illness they might not like believe in it type of a thing i've experienced that a million times not with my family honestly they're but you know with other people that i have come across in my lifetime and just not thinking anxiety is real which is like you don't think the part of the brain exists is crazy to me. And then also OCD and like depression and stuff. They just think like, well, why don't you like go on a walk and stuff? And something that helps me handle those people is just reminding myself before I encounter them or, you know, if it's a random encounter, <laughs> I think I'm playing D&D, a random encounter. That's funny. Okay. Um, is to 
unconditional like just like accept they have never been in in your shoes before and you have never been in their shoes and they might never understand what you're going through and that does not invalidate your experience whatsoever so take everything that they say with a grain of salt i know it can feel hurtful especially depending on who it is don't listen to those people it's very like gaslighty without it's okay it's not gaslighty but a lot of the times a lot of people don't have like space to like except that other people are in a really dark place or they just experience a lot of feelings and emotions that are negative and they don't want to have to deal with that. So they just rather kind of just be like, oh, you know, that's not real. And just, I think just accepting that is just helpful. You don't have to try to convince them. You don't have to like, you don't have to explain yourself to anyone. You, you really don't. If you feel the need to do that during the holidays and you want to, great. I think it's great. I think more people should understand a lot of things, but I think we all need to understand a lot more things. But if you don't want and you don't have the energy and you're like, this is, I know you're just going to invalidate everything that I'm feeling again. Stop explaining. It's not mean to not explain yourself to someone. That's just like taking, that's just protecting yourself because they, they really don't, unless again, sometimes I feel strong enough to do that where I don't take it personally and then I can explain stuff. And if they don't accept it, it's like, okay, cool. But sometimes I'm very vulnerable and I feel very fragile and sensitive. And so when someone's misunderstanding, I'm like, I don't really, it's going to just hurt me more if I try to explain and you just keep acting like a certain way. So I'm just not going to explain whatsoever. But again, you also don't need to explain yourself to anyone ever. There's some things that you need to explain. Like if you like, stole something or you kidnapped some someone you know you probably would need to explain that but I'm talking more like small things <coughs> I have a frog in my throat um and then the last thing is not really have to do with mental health or anything I think it's just invite yourself to things if you want to do something just invite yourself to things just tell yourself I'm wanted here if you're like someone that's if, if you're gonna like be rude and stuff then don't invite yourself but if you're just like a nice person then definitely invite yourself to things because there's more people that probably want you to go to things than you think a couple things a couple other things to help you enjoy the holidays is you can take initiative if you want to do something you think something would be fun with your family just make the plans and take initiative I mean, if you're the older sibling, you probably do that anyways. If you're the younger sibling, you probably just go along for the ride. But you know what? Younger siblings revolt and we're going to we're going to we're going to team up all together and we're going to we're going to talk back to our older siblings and say, no, we're not doing this this year. OK, we're not doing this. I will not be the donkey for you to ride on in the nativity reenactment. I'm not doing that again. My back hurts from carrying you. Literally, my back hurts. I'm embarrassed. And I'm too old for that. So I'm not doing it. I don't care how funny it is in videos. I don't care how much you like it. I'm not doing it. That sounded personal from experience because it is. Okay. And you know what? If you don't want to go to a certain place to eat, but your older sibling does, boo-hoo. Then you take a different car and you go to that other place and they go to theirs. We're not eating what our older siblings want anymore. We're eating what we want. Unless they're paying, of course. Then we go wherever they want. And we'll get whatever they want us to get. (laughs) that's it for this this week's episode um i'm not doing a dear abby or anything i just wanted this to be a short sweet christmas episode because i don't know i think i sometimes think that people don't actually want to listen and i'm just annoying if i post anywhere near the holidays because like you guys have so many better things to do so that's just what goes into my head but i totally could be wrong and maybe you guys want these longer 
with more stuff in it. But we'll go back to our normal episodes next week with Dear Abby, Frenemies, all that stuff. Okay, you guys, thank you so much for listening to Dear Abby this week. If you guys have any ideas for me or anything you want to hear me talk about, you can DM me, you can message me, you can email me. I try to respond to Instagram DMs as much as possible or I'll just heart your response, but I read every single one and I appreciate them all. If you want to send in a voicemail or a text, you can text the number that's in my episode description. I'm on Apple, Spotify, YouTube. You can hit the like and subscribe button on YouTube if you want. Uh, If you guys want to support the podcast, you can also rate it, whatever you think it's worthy of. That would be amazing for me because then I know people are enjoying these episodes. Cool. Okay. Well, thank you so much for listening. Love you. Bye. That was a good one. Oh, had you taken a ride to join a lake? 눈치 보면서 들어가 할때 찾아 나머진 바빠 개설레임 바꾸는 사람들 시간만 지나가 자신감 가지고 해와 그냥 천천히